Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Rachel. And I'm Neely, and we have such a fun guest for you. We are here with the one and only Candy Steiner. Candy is a number one Amazon bestselling author, a whiskey connoisseur living in Tennessee, best known for writing emotional roller coaster stories. She loves bringing flawed characters to life and writing about real, raw romance in all its forms. No two Candy Steiner books are the same. And if you're a lover of angsty, emotional, and inspirational reads, she's your gal. When Candy isn't writing, you can find her reading books of all kinds, planning her next adventure, or pole dancing. Yes, you heard that right. She enjoys live music, traveling, hiking, yoga, playing with her fur babies, and soaking up the sweetness of life. Okay, I love that um, introduction so much. That was literally like, can we just be best friends? Because I, I know. I just want to be you. I just want to be you. Exactly. I am now accepting bestie applications, so just send them in. Sign okay, up. perfect. Okay. Yeah, there's a link in her bio. So link in bio. Yeah. <laughs> link in bio, swipe up to be her bestie. <laughs> oh, guys, do y'all remember swipe up? That's not even a thing anymore. I know. I, know. I miss it for myself. You miss it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was There's a lot fun. of things I miss about like social media that isn't a thing anymore. Like I love, I love threads right now because it reminds me of way back in the day when like everything was chronological instead of some stupid algorithm deciding what you saw. R.I.P. Yes. Normal Twitter. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, my dad, uh, who who knows nothing about Twitter, but he has thoughts about it turning to X. I'm like, you're not even on Twitter, but she doesn't even go. Anyway, welcome, Candy. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. We get very off topic, as you can tell, Um, but we're happy to have you. No, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And you guys, Candy is literally the cutest human I've ever seen in my life. Like we're looking at her and I'm like, you are just so cute. And I just like, she's so oh my God. cute. Honestly, that means so much to me. Cause I was like, before this, I was talking to my husband and I was like, it's eight 30 at night. I cannot in good faith, put on makeup and like get ready to go on this podcast. Um, so I hope they're okay no, with please don't. going up. <laughs> I am wearing yes. no makeup. I did my nighttime skincare routine before this. Yeah. So I have like all the things on my face and I'm in pajamas. So you're in good company. Love because- a moisturized queen. I'm into it. I yeah. am so yeah. moisturized right now, you guys. Like, I did get uh-huh. on the podcast and Neely was like, why do you have real clothes on? And I was like, well, first of all, I don't have a bra on. Second of all, I'm wearing, I have my sleep shorts on. You just can't see them. So it's like, I look no. at the appearance of being put together, but I'm not. I so feel so like, I did put on a bra for you guys, but I kept my no. sweatpants on. So it's like, it looks nice up here, but then yeah. I know. I'm like, that's like the Zoom uh, mullet say, is like the business up top, the <laughs> party on the bottom. Rachel Rachel is giving um, early 2020. Zoom. I am. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like the appearance of being put together. But if I stood up because my kids came in, then like you would see that I'm not put together. This is very... This is very random and like niche, but did y'all during early COVID have like Zoom happy hours with like groups of friends? 
Oh, like, I randomly was thinking about that today, and I'm like, what a weird life we led, where we all were just <laughs> like, like, let's all get on Zoom at, like, nine with a glass of wine and just talk to each Like, we were so Wait, desperate we're, for human I'm interaction. I'm trying to bring this back. I'm trying to bring this back with my group of friends that, like, we're kind of scattered. Most They're all in Florida, but, like, one's in South Florida, one is on the west side of Tampa, one's on the east side of Tampa, one's in Orlando, and I'm now in Tennessee because I moved, and I'm like can we do a zoom day? Can we do a zoom day? And everyone's like, oh, I'm busy living life. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> how oh dare you? You're happy hour. <laughs> we should, we should bring it back. So if you apply um, in Candy's uh, bio to be her friend, <laughs> do a zoom happy hour with me. Zoom happy hours required. Maybe They're that's required. what we should give away. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Zoom happy One hour, hour with Candy Steiner. <laughs> that's hilarious. BFF, MySpace top eight status for one month. Okay. (laughs) When the top eight was cutthroat, it was that really found out. You knew like someone fucked someone over when like you went to your friend's profile and like someone wasn't in their top eight and you were like, shit got real. Like, like, what did I miss? Who broke up with who? The top eight told you. You like didn't even need other information. You were like, well, they obviously broke up because. Obviously. She and has an emo song as her background, and now well, and I was about to say, then you have to go topic. check the aim uh, away message and like see what's yeah. going on. If it's yeah. really spicy, they did a bulletin and spilled all the tea. Do you guys remember oh. bulletins on MySpace? Like oh my I remember, <laughs> I remember in detail telling people why I broke up with my boyfriend. I was like, Here's Shut you were like, hold like, on, let, let me, me tell write. you, and Y'all then don't you even were have like, to wonder. No, and then it was like, here's a link to my live journal about it. <laughs> if everyone wants to know how I got started as an influencer, we can all trace it back to MySpace bulletins and live journals. And live That's journals. That's what Did you have a Zanga? Absolutely. I had a Zanga. Had a Zanga. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to do your own HTML to build your Zanga. You don't know what it's like. No, yeah. The fact yeah. that I can do that then, and I'm married to a very techie guy now, and I'm like, I can't do anything for myself, but I can somehow code my MySpace to like look like a normal thing. And as like, I can do nothing now. Nothing. I miss it. I miss that because it was such a fun way to show your creativity. Like Mm -hmm. I loved going to a MySpace page and being like, ooh, this is so simple. It's like just her picture and her music and it's so cute and I love it. Or you go to someone's and it's all like glitter and like loud music in your face. You're like, oh, okay. Like now I'm a choice. Yeah. And then you know there was Tumblr, which like Tumblr was a real trip yeah I loved Tumblr Listen, I, really Tumblr. I write romance I mean that's where I got the dirtiest gifts that I could ever find and was like oh I suddenly feel inspired <laughs> stop I Guys, love that I really miss like 2007 like I know death cab for cutie just all of it mm-hmm. I miss the angst yeah it was just like thank you Brian has a high school hero playlist on Spotify that'll put on like sometimes on like a Saturday afternoon. He'll just like throw his high school hero playlist up and like is it death just cap? some jams. Yeah. I literally wrote a book that was set in the 90s because I just wanted to go back to like when we had landline phones and mm-hmm. like emails were just becoming a thing. You couldn't text someone. There was no social media. And like the angst that came with that, like you would just see someone 
And if you didn't give them their number, you didn't know if you were going to see them again. And I was you like, I didn't see them again. You just yeah. hoped that they would be at the mall at the same time the next weekend. Yes. And you just yes. walked your ass around that mall. Or you did what I did, which is you had a crush on the bag boy at the grocery store. So you found like literally any reason to go to the grocery store. You were like, I need gum. I yeah. have to I go. need gum. I need gum. And I mean, it was, it was like really like having a... Uh, core memory unlocked there were these two guys that worked at like the tom thumb firehouse which is like i don't know if tom thumb like our grocery is, store I, it's, it's like, like randall's yeah. yeah um and like i can remember my friends and i on like a friday night we would like go to chili's and then we were like let's go to the grocery store let's <laughs> see if they're working and we're like blessing we these chips anyway, i totally need star, five star moments yeah yeah. I wonder if that guy still works at the grocery store. You should go. Oh, wait, you're married. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. And like, first of all, he'd be like 43 now. And I'm sad for him if he does. But um, okay. So but my right. one star is I've had this cough for like weeks and weeks. Um, I don't have COVID. I've tested multiple times. I've gone to the doctor. They've given me medicine. It's just this is part of who I am now. Um, yeah. And my five star is that we're going to Utah a, a week from Friday for a wedding. We're going to Park City. And um, I'm going to just really be obnoxious and blast all over social media how cold it is there. Yes. Compared to the, like, Compared to the armpit we live in here. Um, <laughs> it's but horrible. honestly, like, it's kind of been like the past week or so. It's just been like even like. I was texting with Rachel and I was like, I have a like, three star moments. Like, not great, not terrible, just like just some like average moments. Like, yeah. Nothing it's horrible. It's a three star week. Star week. Star like, week. we're just like yeah. riding along. I don't know. Charlotte had her first soccer practice today. It was super cute um, of the season. She's three and a half. So. Oh my gosh. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, she has her moments. Neely's um, such a good mom. She's like, I love stop. soccer practice. You know what I'm like? I'm like, mm, this bitch, I'm not signing her for soccer. This oh, no, I do. Um, Charlotte is like a weirdly competitive three year old, and she's on a team of all four year olds. <laughs> and so I love just like seeing how feisty she gets with it because um, I love that about her. But oh my, my son is. She's going to be like a huge soccer star. That would be awesome. I want. I need one of my kids awesome. to be super rich and famous and like let me stop working. Nice. Yeah, let's great. make it happen. We're manifesting this. Um, anyway, yeah. Rachel, ones, fives. Okay, so my one star. Okay, I'm preempt. I'm like have a preemptive one star because I like again I have lots of three stars this week, so it's like whatever. Um, but I'm going to a, a concert tomorrow night. I'm going to the Jonas Brothers, and what? that's I'm, tomorrow. Oh, it's okay, tomorrow. well, by the time you all hear this episode, that was a month and a half ago. It but, was a um, long time ago. It was a long ass time ago. But Rachel went to the Jonas Brothers concert, and I'm very excited about it. It was my, uh, it was my anniversary present from my husband. Ours, Brian, was this concert? You? Yes, Brian and I are going, and he oh was God. like. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I'm going to say it anyway. He was like, I'm going to make your teenage fantasies come true. And I was like, I appreciate that so much because like I met Brian when I was 18. So you always joke that like he was my teenage fantasy. And now we're going to a Jonas Brothers concert together and I'm very excited. But my one star is that I have to, I'm still going to work on Thursday. Like if I had thought about it, I probably should have taken it off. But like now I feel like it's a little bit too late. So I'm going to work and I'm going to be so so tired. 
One time we went to, when I was pregnant with Liam, we went to the Guns N' Roses concert because Andrew is obsessed with Guns N' Roses and didn't get to go when he was eight. And he like will not ever stop talking his about his childhood trauma about we'll it. Let him go to this concert. He's walking by me and he can hear me. Anyway, um, and so we went, I was pregnant with Liam, but it was like at Cowboy Stadium. So it's like a good almost hour from our house. Yeah. And the concert ended super late. Like, I don't even think they went on until like 11. And he was like, I don't want to go to work the next day. Like, and he ended up going to work. Anyway, his boss happened to have been there too. So it's probably good that he didn't like call in sick or something. Cause she knew he was there. But um, I also feel like concerts should not be on weeknights. I applaud Taylor Swift for only having her concerts on weekends. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get it. They have to get it in, but yeah, I'm not excited. I didn't really think that far in advance like when he booked it I was just really excited about it but anyway that's my one star and then my five star is that okay so Brian and I read books together and we haven't read we finished romance book club um like a while ago like at the beginning of the summer and haven't picked up a new book and we started shatter me last night um and so I'm really excited it's a it's a YA fantasy you'll never read it Neely um Neely doesn't read fantasy, but it, uh, the first couple of, so if you've read it, you know, have you read it, Candy? No. Okay. So if you, people listening, if you've read it, you know, it's like very much, she starts kind of like in this insane asylum and she, um, it's like very stream of consciousness writing and so I'm reading it out loud and I'm like and then there's like lots of like strike throughs and so I'm like I don't really know how to read it to you but I'm reading it out loud so we start a new book that's my five star I love it Candy what are you what's your one and five star oh I participate in this I thought I was okay I was like no girl um, participate okay pressure um (laughs) no um, pressure my one star it's probably that my elbow is hurting this week and anytime that I have like a part of my body that hurts that I have no choice but to continue hurting while doing my job that's kind of Mm -hmm. frustrating so I don't know if it's like from bending it or holding my phone or doing pull I don't really know but so I'm kind of nursing that right now um my five star is that I'm almost done editing watch your mouth which by the time this comes out It'll be like three days away from being live. And I am like insanely obsessed with this story, like to the point where I, I'm like loving, I'm loving reading. I never love editing. Editing is always hard and like pulling teeth. And I'm just like enjoying every minute of it because I get to live in the story a little bit longer. And it's been a long time since I felt that. So it's really, really nice. And I'm just like, I'm obsessed with them. So that's really, that's my five star. I, we're going to talk more about watch your mouth here in a minute and a little bit later actually um but I don't even know who it's about at this point I don't even know who it's about and I cannot wait I am like 75% into meet your match right now and I'm like I'm dying I'm dying we'll talk more about it anyway Neely what's a recent read that you've read and loved so I'm inadvertently in my road trip romance era this was not on purpose by any means. I read You with a View, which again, um, is just still my whole personality. I still feel like I'm in a book hangover from it because like I've read other stuff, but like, it's just like, now I'm just comparing everything to it. And I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to enjoy books again. No, I'm kidding. Um, So I read Mrs. Nash's Ashes, which was precious. It was literally just like the cutest 
little book, um, also a road trip, uh, very like strangers to kind of, I wouldn't say enemies, but more just like very opposites attract kind of. Um, and that was great. And now I'm reading Planes, Trains, and All the Fields, which I needed to know nothing about this book other than the title because I was like, yes, that does sound like a book I would like. And it's also a road trip. Strangers, opposites attract. I don't, I don't know what happened. I just like found myself in this three book road trip situation. Um, but I do love a road trip. There's just something about that forced proximity that just like gets me. Every yeah. Time. I love. I was trying to decide if you're in like your like transportation era. I'm in my um, subgenre. I'm in my. uh, There's only one bed era, and Um, we love that. We love when there's only one bed because, like, we know no one's sleeping on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, it always is disappointing when because there have been books that I've read where they do sleep on the floor, and I'm like, like for one night though, and then they're like, you don't have to sleep on the floor again. We'll make like a pillow wall Pump or on something. It. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a pillow wall and then you wake up and I love when you wake, they wake up and they're like, oh, this it blanket's so warm and it's kind of hard and wait, oh my God, there's a man what next to that? me. <laughs> it's so good. Or or they okay. wake up and he's like, like caressed into her neck and uh, yeah it's so good it's so good. I don't <laughs> actually like to be touched while I'm sleeping. But I was like, like if this. I woke up like that, I would be like. Get the fuck off me. But I love it. I well, love reading about until it. I'm going to bed. And then I'm like, don't touch me. And One go day, to Andrew, Andrew go to your is side. like, this is like definitely going to be TMI. And thank God Andrew doesn't ever listen to this podcast because he'd be so pissed at me for doing this. But like. <laughs> well, I can't wait for this. Andrew's like. <laughs> Like, you know, when people, so when Andrew and I spoon, his thing is he likes to put his hand on my boob, but like specifically my right boob. I don't know why. Anyway, he fell asleep like that one night and we literally slept the whole night and I woke up and I'm like, how long have you been touching my boob? <laughs> and he's literally like, just like cupped my boob all night. Anyway, I feel that's like that's like a very normal cuddle position. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. really discuss yeah. cuddles. When the arm people. goes around to spoon, like, yeah, where? It's just like, but it, it, it just like scoops it up. Shirt. But also, yeah. okay, he'll be really mad at me for saying this. One night, and I swear to God, I slept through this whole thing. I guess he woke up and his hand was like down my pants. And he oh. was like, how did that happen? And I slept through this whole thing. I was like, it must not no, have been that great. Be bothered. <laughs> yeah, Nia is a deep sleeper. I actually am an extremely deep sleeper. Once I fall asleep, like, it takes, like, great effort to pull me out of it, um, much like my daughter. Andrew and Liam are super light sleepers. I can sleep yeah. through, like, I'm not the one who the children wake up during the night because I'm not coming. No. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not me. Don't yeah. call mommy. Yeah. Mommy will not hear you. Daddy will. No, daddy so. will. Yeah, go to his side. Okay, well, on that note, I recently read, well, I listened to The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches because um, I'm like, it's August. It's almost. Oh my gosh. It was so, so listen to the audio. Uh, I highly, highly suggest the audio. She, um, does that cause it's set in somewhere in the UK and she does the accents. And so it's like the different dialects and the Irish accent and the English accent. And it was wonderful to listen to just like lovely for my ears, but then also just a, a great book. And I, uh, am very much in like only reading about, I have like my, other which my Meg Cabot enchanted to meet you which is book I'm just like in 
fully, it's pretty much October here. Well, when you listen to this, it is October, um, but it is not when we are recording it. So I've just been reading. I saw today October, like A-U-G-tober. It was like, Ah. it's October. You can decorate for Halloween. I'm like, I, so I am one of those people. I'm like, you decorate for whatever holiday you want, whenever you want. I don't know why people yeah. judge this. To me, it's like yeah. when people get on people for putting up Christmas decorations too soon. I'm like, let people find their joy. Like, yeah, let, let them live their life. If you want to decorate for Halloween when it's 200 degrees outside, like, you do you. I, <laughs> I am not because, like, I can't fathom Halloween right now because it's just too hot. But... It's too hot. We did one year had our Christmas tree up on Halloween and we decorated it for Halloween. Well, I told you what we do that as soon as we're done trick or treating, Andrew and I watch Home Alone and I put my kids in Christmas pajamas. Like, it's literally like that night. Like, no, no, no. Like, once we're done trick or treating, it's Christmas. Like, I have That's no hilarious. chill about Christmas. None. No. There's zero chill in me. I would love to be one of those people that decorates for every holiday. I always think that's so cute. And I like, I love walking into a house and it's like spring or like Valentine's Day or whatever. But for me, it's either Christmas or nothing. Like (laughs) Um, like pretty much how we are too. We are, we decorate for Halloween, but mostly outside. We don't do a lot of Mm. indoor Halloween, um, but we're a big outdoor Halloween people. But uh, Christmas is everywhere and in every room of this house. All yes. I do for Valentine's Day is I do those hearts on my kids' doors every year where, like, from February 1st to the 14th, you leave a heart with something you, like, you love put about little, them yeah. on their door. That's sweet. Um, and that's as far as I go for decorating for Valentine's Day. I decorate for nothing else because by that time, I'm, like, real over clutter and decorations, and I'm like, I don't need more. I also love like the normal decorations in my house. So like, I'm really excited for Christmas, but I'm also really thankful when it's over and I can put everything away. And I'm like, oh, like my house is the same again. (laughs) Yeah. When do you put Christmas away? Um, usually after uh, New Year's Day, like the second or third, because I like to have the lights up through New Year's. Me too. Um, I will. We. I will make Andrew take the tree down on Christmas night. Oh my gosh! Huge move. So early. Seriously. But do y'all want to know the best gift Andrew ever gave me? One year, my mom and I used to always go to a movie on Christmas because you know how like maybe it's still do this, but like a lot of movies will release Christmas Day. Yes. So we were like big. Like you do Christmas in the morning, in the afternoon, early evening, you go to a movie, and then you do your Christmas dinner. And so, but Andrew, like my mom and I would always go see like Academy Award movies, and that's like not his thing. So my mom and I would go, and one year, Andrew, while we were at the movie, put all of Christmas away for me. And I was like, that was quite literally, I was like, you could have given me nothing else for Christmas. Like, yes. that was enough. Because okay, as listen, much as I love, my, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, my, fir- my, my first love language is definitely quality time, but my second one is acts of service, and they are so yeah. close. Like, I, if I walk downstairs and the dishes are done or Jack has mm-hmm. made dinner, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're going to get the best blowjob of your life tonight. Yes, it's going to be awesome. If I, so I work out every morning and Andrew like gets the kids breakfast. If I come out and he's unloaded the dishwasher, I'm literally like, I will do anything you want right now. Like I unloading the dishwasher and subsequently loading the dishwasher, anything involving the dishwasher, I hate to do. But I'm telling you, somebody else, like, I love to decorate for Christmas myself, but somebody else taking every one of those ornaments down and, like, wrapping them up and putting them away and vacuuming yeah. and putting everything back out. But, like, it, I hate See, my it. birthday present one year was that, because Brian's a very hard, like, 
don't decorate until after Thanksgiving because he loves Thanksgiving. And so I'm like, I am not like that. And my birthday is November 20th. So it's always right before Thanksgiving. And so he was like one year for my birthday, he was like, we're going to decorate for Christmas today. And I was like, yay. I wish husbands (laughs) knew that like they could like they could literally do so little. Like I don't need flowers. So little. I don't need. (laughs) The bar is very low. The bar is so low. Like I don't need like extravagant gifts. Just like do shit I don't want to do myself. Like. Yeah. Like do the things that I hate doing. Like that. And I mean don't get me wrong. Like I I really love or I, I shouldn't say I love it. I enjoy cooking sometimes and I, I don't mind cleaning. Like I do all of our laundry cause I'm so picky about like what gets dried and what doesn't and I, stuff. Same. And I think folding laundry is like kind of soothing. Like I'll put on an audiobook and just I vibe, exactly you know, <laughs> but it, there's just something about, especially when I'm like, when I'm on a deadline or I've had a really long day and Jack just like picks up on it and like does something that's on my to-do list because that takes a stressor away from me. And even if it's something so small, like doing the dishes takes like 10 minutes tops, but yeah. that's 10 minutes that now I have back in my day. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I just it's marry so me great. again. My yeah. favorite yeah. thing is that it. if I go out with girlfriends and I come home, like I will usually come home really late. Andrew will have filled my water bottle with like ice and water and left it by the bed. So I don't have to do it. And I'm like, yeah, it's really it's the, it's little, the little things, things. guys. It is. You don't need yeah. like fill my water bottle at night. Like he does it every night. He fills my water bottle for me, and yeah. that's like a moisturized, hydrated queen. We love it. Queen. We love the hydrated. We do. All right, Candy. What's your uh, favorite? Um, so I am on book two in the inheritance games, uh, series right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm obsessed. So I think Hawthorne legacy is the one I'm reading right now and I'm just flying through them. Like they're so fun. The chapters are super short and something interesting happens every chapter. And there's like four different brothers. All of them are hot for different reasons. All of them kind of like flirt with her and play with her, but like only two of them are really into her. So there's a little bit of like a love triangle thing going. I am just loving it. It's also like young adult kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a, it's a break from the spice, which I have been writing a lot of spice lately. So it's been nice to kind of have the light and fluffy and then I get to go be my like dark spicy self when I'm writing. Yeah. Yeah. I I heard so many great things about that series. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I need to, I need to read it. It's going to, it's going to, you're going to bump it up on my I don't read a lot of young adult, but I have been rewatching Gossip Girl um like in the background (laughs) while I work and like I'm watching this show and this I'm going somewhere with this and I'm literally like these people are 19 like mm -hmm. why do they have so much not even like like they're younger well no because we're into college now where I'm at like they're they're we're we're in our second year of college allegedly I never see them go allegedly but like (laughs) I assume they're not actually in school. Nah, who knows? They're in they're in college or something. But I'm literally watching it. Also, random. I was just watching an episode that Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner were in, and I was like, "What is happening? <laughs> like, what is going on here?" It's like I'm uncomfy. But yeah. <laughs> so there was that. That's amazing. All right, we're gonna get into the interview. Candy, tell us about yourself. How did you get into writing? Where are you from? Give us your villain origin story. Go. Oh my gosh. 
All right, let me just sum up everything about myself yes, in a minute. Yeah. Um, start, start with your birth, please. And you have What's your sign? two seconds. We're close. 42 seconds. Okay, well, I was born on October 13th under a full moon on a Friday. So Friday the 13th in October under a full moon, very much Libra, spooky vibes. Um, so <sighs> that should tell you everything you need to know about me, I think. Um, yes. <laughs> but no, I, I've been a writer my whole life. I really honestly feel like I was born with this in me. Um, I started reading when I was really young, became obsessed, told my mom I was going to be the next JK Rowling. And mm-hmm. while my career took a very different turn than hers did, um, I, I love my journey and I, I'm like, I wish I could go back and tell like 10 year old me that this was going to be my life. Cause she would freak out. And, or actually 10 year old me would be like, duh, I know I'm already working on 10 year old, but you would be like, you're writing what? Yeah. What <laughs> happened to our fantasy books? Yeah. It's, a different, kind of, hockey? it's a, yes. different kind of it's a different kind of fantasy. Oh my God. I saw this great TikTok and I wish I remembered the name of the creator, but it's this girl just like laughing hysterically to herself. And she's like, I just realized that like when guys write their fantasies, right? Like they're like thrillers and mysteries and action movies or action books the way that they have women in there is like, they're super hot and like unobtainably like fit. And they like do whatever the guy wants. They kind of mom the guy. They like take care of the guy. They it like encourage him to do whatever he wants to do, but like never want anything in return. And for women, our fantasy is literally, literally just like treat me well. Like, just, just, the bar like, is real low. Just, yeah. Again, again, our bar is low, ladies. Raise it up. Just like, fill my ice water, okay? I don't need to fill my ice water. Unload the, dish, unload the dishes, <laughs> fill my ice water, and like put away the Christmas decorations. And or like let, set up Christmas decorations with me on my birthday. Like that's yeah. all. We need <laughs> or such I little... like I, I like all. That's all I need. Uh, or do pottery with me if you're. Yes. If you know. You know. If you know, you know. Neely's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no. Me or not, Neely. We, we immediately went you know. to the movie Ghost, and I was like. <laughs> there was a moment. A there moment. was a moment. But, yeah, but Vince isn't dead, so. That's it, it's a little hotter. <laughs> Bless it. It's yeah, a little hotter. Yeah, it is. It's better. No, yeah, I told you. It's, it's my next book after I finish. I, okay, I've, we didn't talk about this when I was talking about earlier. I've had a really hard time reading the last two weeks in general, like. I'm usually a two to three book a week girl. And it's been like everything in me to finish one book a week. I'm like, um, so unfocused. I don't well, know what my okay. I was going to say this earlier when you were talking about it, but I, I didn't want to like slide in. Um, you said you were like obsessed with road trip romances right now. Uh-huh. So I am also a huge fan of romance road trips like, or road trip romances. Like that's one of my favorite tropes. Watch your mouth as a road trip romance, which is probably why I'm loving it so much. Um, but you, I have two recommendations for you. One is, is my book on the way to you. It's still to this day, my favorite book I've ever written. It's a road trip romance. Um, it's not super spicy. It's like maybe a two on the spice scale. Like there's spicy scenes and they're graphic and they're on the page, but it's not like praise King tie you up kind of shit. So anyway, it happens. And then the other one is a really old book that you've probably never heard of. It's called the edge of never by J.A. Redmersky. This book 
is still to the, I read it in 2013, I think. And it still sits with me as one of my favorite books of all time. It's so great. I love that. I was thinking about, there's this book I read and it had to have been like 2014 and I've reread it a few times. Um, I used to be a bigger rereader. I'm not as much of a rereader anymore because now I've discovered the world of spicy sports romances and I didn't, I like can't, I have too many books to read. Um, But there's a book called The One That Got Away by Bethany Chase and it's not spicy. Like there's, it's like a very closed door book, but it's just so good that it definitely has stayed with me. And I love books like that. Like I love books where it's like Mm -hmm. been a decade and you're like, I still remember every detail about that book. And yeah, I'm going to read the two you recommended. Apparently I I am in a road trip era. (laughs) Okay. So you might have, you might have kind of answered the question already, but who's your, been your favorite book couple to write? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have been on so many podcasts and so many interviews and my answer to this and like, it always changes. Like you can't hold me responsible for what I say my favorite book is or my favorite characters because it changes on whatever the day is. Um, so right now, because I am like so full into it, it's Jackson and Grace. Like I am so like freakily obsessed with them. Like, I feel like I'm living with them. It's I've tapped into another level, which it reminds me of like, this is kind of the same feeling I have when I was writing Clay and Gianna in Blindside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's where it just like consumed me and I was all about them. And I didn't like, I, there's this point where you're writing and this thing clicks in your brain and you stop thinking about, will the book sell? Is it marketable? What are the tropes? Will people like it? Am I going to get one-star reviews or five-star reviews? All of that goes away. And it's almost like a cinematic experience for me. Mm-hmm. So right now I feel like I'm on the road with this really hot, like protective hockey player and his teammate's little sister who he like cannot have. And I it quite is the- literally can't wait to read this. Like you need to tell me <laughs> oh, nothing else about this book. My I'm God, like, Rachel I and I are like, literally right? both of us are like hands on our face right now. Like <laughs> I know I forget that people can't see us, and I'm like reacting. Uh, you and I without- like um. I'm speechless. The clip that you should post. That's like a delicious trope. I need all of them in my life. And so I feel like I'm just living in my favorite kind of tropes, my favorite situation to ever write about. I'm like in it and it's the fucking best. I'm obsessed. Why do you think like as a a people, us women love the teammate or like brother, sister. So like I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, why do we like that so much? I mean, who didn't go stay the night with a friend? And like, think they had a hot brother. Like, there's no yes. way to know at least one person who like, had a hot brother. I don't feel like any of my friends growing up had hot brothers. I feel like oh one of my, my friends God. had a super. Oh, creepy I'm so brother, sorry that you missed out on that experience. Uh, my best friend's brother was. Let's see, he would have been three three years older than us. So like, just old enough to be like cooler, but not to, so old enough that when they got bored, they were like not too cool to play with us. You know, like they still wanted to do yeah. something. And when, I remember when they got to high school and we were like in middle school. So they're all freshmen at this point. We're in sixth grade. And of course, like my hormones start happening. And I am like looking around at all these boys turning into like young men and all like my, I couldn't, I was so boy crazy. I was so, so boy crazy for like every single one of them. That will be my daughter I and remember- son because 
he is three years older. So when he is, well, when he's a senior, she'll be a freshman in high school. And I actually take a lot of comfort in this knowing that she won't date seniors because like, it's just not going to happen. Um, but but like, can't date my sister. But then I, on the flip of that, I'm like, oh, Liam, please don't date freshmen. Like, don't be gross and like date your sister. Yeah, don't do that. Like, I'm going to have to like step into that and be like, don't get arrested. Okay. Like that's, I remember being, go ahead, Candy. I was just going to say, I love age gaps so much in books, but in real life, I question it so hard. Like, not like if I know the people and like, feel like I understand, but like, I remember my, some of my guy friends who were like 27 dating 18 and 19 year olds. And I was like, Ooh, I don't like that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. In the book, I'm like, Hey, mm. so I'm Rachel, so good. Rachel, how old were you and Brian when y'all started dating? Um, I was 18 and Brian was 23. Oh, okay. That's not bad. It's fine. It's fine. It was totally had- legal. No. It was so I was I was legal. I was eighteen, yeah. but I and did have a friend in high school. Was older than you. That's not even yeah. like a. You're good. No, no, and now it's like no big deal. But then not like it was my age gap, right? Yeah, not like y'all's age gap. Yeah, Neely is one day older than her husband. Um, <laughs> no, I was kind of like it was definitely. I would love to talk, like go back and talk to people that um, I went to high school with and be like. Did y'all find this scandalous? Like, tell me, tell me what your thoughts were on this. Um, Have y'all seen the meme that's going around? That's like, um, what was this? Like, what was the thing that happened at your high school? And like, people will comment with like the big scandal at their high school. I quite literally couldn't think of one. So I don't know if I just wasn't cool and didn't know about the scandals happening at my high school because I was not cool in high school, like remotely. Or you were the scandal. You I, was was not, I was doing cool, nothing scandal. Y'all, I was so boring. Like, I, my friends and I in ninth grade were, like, watching Dirty Dancing on Friday nights and, like, ordering I Domino's. love Dirty Dancing. So Me good. too. I also, also watched that when I was way too young, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's that fine. is another one. Like, that's one where I literally, like, didn't know what the abortion that happens in Dirty Dancing. Yes. It, I was had so no idea what was happening. I, oh, this yeah. is extremely random. But have either of y'all ever seen the movie Shag? It was like, no. uh, it's a movie from the eighties that like I'm gonna need y'all when we're done to like go find. I don't know how you can watch it. It's somewhere on the internet. Um, <laughs> it's another one you have I to watched go find when the I was DVD. young. But it's find a DVD, find a VHS, and yeah. <laughs> Um, and a VHS player. But it's one from that kind of era. And it was like, I guess I was just listening to a podcast about it randomly. And I guess it was marketed and it, like, it was supposed to be like the next Dirty Dancing. Like, it, like, but it didn't really quite reach like that status. But it's so good. Okay. So I was obsessed with your Red Zone Rival series. And we talked a little bit about Blindside and how you just like went into the zone with that one. Um, and I feel like that book really went crazy on that's one of the ones that I've seen that really truly like went viral on book talk and bookstagram Fun uh, fact, why I literally you... just read it like a month yeah, ago yeah Neely just read it yeah after me bugging her to read it for forever because she kept was being like she kept being on episodes and being like I love a tutor like a like a spice tutor whatever it was like, one I of love, those like, things where I knew I was dating. gonna love it and it had been sitting on my kindle but like and I don't know why I do this about books. And it's like the Liz Tom Ford books that I was like, but I'm waiting until my flight to read them. It's like, 
I feel like if I know I'm going to really love something, I'm like afraid to read it because I'm like, then it's going to yeah. be over. Yeah. And that's why I jump into but these why, road trip books because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Why, <laughs> why do you think that one, like people loved so much? Why do you think it blew up the way it did? I have zero idea. <laughs> I wish I knew. Um, I mean, I, I, I would duplicate it, right? If I, if I, if I could, but um, I don't know. I think there was a lot of magic in that book. First of all, on my side of things, Fair Catch did not do well, which is book one in the series. So, mm-hmm. in in terms of where my normal releases are, it just it was like a blip on the radar. Nobody really paid attention to it. Um, And so going into book two, I kind of had this freedom. I was like, well, nobody read book one anyway. No one's really like looking for this. So I can just do whatever I want. This will become like a passion project series and I'll move on to like a standalone or something that I think will be more marketable later. And then I decided I wanted to write the fake dating trope. I had never done it before. And I didn't realize when I started plotting it, I was like, oh my God, the potential for all the natural tension that just comes with this trope. It, mm-hmm. it, ab- it abounds, you know? Yes, so there's yes, an abundance. Abounds. Yes. Yes. So I was like, I don't know. I just got in the zone. I started writing them and Gianna came to life. She stole the show for me because I love Clay, but like Gianna is just one of us. I feel like she just has yeah. that sort of like energy about her that just made it really easy to fall in love with her. And then Clay, my sweet Clay, he is like so precious with her while also like giving her what he knows he needs and I, or she needs. And I think that makes like, he, it just makes him this, this other level of book boyfriend, I guess. Like the fact that he can goof around with her and tease her and make fun of her and everything and kind of push her buttons when they're faking things, but then instantly mm-hmm. stop if and, and check and like whisper in her ear, like, are you okay? And check in on so her good. and like, Oh God, I just, yeah. Um, and I, I wrote in that he read her books and I think like, again, that was just something funny that happened in the first, they were about to go on their first like fake date in front of Sean. And I had him in her room while she was getting ready. And I was like, okay, well I need to have him doing something. He's not just going to be laying there. So I had him like looking through her books and then it became a thing. Like that was not planned. It just happened. And then I kind of like threaded it throughout the book. And I think that made a big difference too. Yes, I loved that part. I love any book where he like reads her books and then like kind of figures out what she likes. But my, one of my favorite parts of that book was the observatory scene. Um, I just love it so much. Like I love when he's kind of seeing something she's super passionate about, but I love how she like, like without even like knowing him that well, like knew what he needed at that moment, like knew he didn't need to go to the bar. He didn't need to like be out doing the stuff. Like he wanted, he needed to be away. And yes. I, love I love that scene so much in that book. Like it just really did it for me. So and they knew oh, each other too. so well. Well, and also that was like their first, like really big lesson, right? Like that was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. we're going to second mm-hmm. base tonight. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was so fun too. Cause again, it's like, the fact that she feels so safe with him to like have mm-hmm. him teach her all these things and they're having fun with it and just like, Oh, well it's fake. It's not real. So we can yeah. kind of be silly with it. And then they end up falling so hard in love because they, there's no walls up between them. There's mm-hmm. no pretense. They're fake dating, but they're actually like being their realest selves with each other where they're being like yeah. fake with, oh, I just love that. I love it so much. 
I'm geeking so out quickly. <laughs> you're like, you're like, and this part was great, and this part was great. Well, and I loved that series, and then I loved Hail Mary. I really uh-huh. resonated with Mary, and I loved that you wrote a female main character that was, um, I don't know, like just a little, like she packed a punch. I don't know, yeah. like the best way to. Uh, it's a black cat. She is. And I love that. And you just like, you don't, uh, I mean, you see, you're starting to see that more, I feel like with female main characters, but a lot of times they're just like so sweet and whatever, which is great. But then you also want to see sometimes like a, a woman who can be like a little bit of a bitch and like, that's okay. Yes. And like, you know, and then I loved her like that. She just was tatted and like, that was, she was following her passion. Okay. And then the, my favorite part about this book is I showed my husband the cover of it and I was like hey what do you think this book is gonna be about and he uh thought it was gonna be about an altar boy (laughs) I love I love when you and Brian do those because they're just so funny like they are really funny I was like sir you played football and then like the (laughs) The light bulb that went on when I said football, he was like, oh, and then the best part. Okay. But I'm like, we're both idiots because I remember reading this book and like halfway through the book being like, oh my God, it's Hail Mary because her name is Mary. (laughs) I was like, I am so dumb. (laughs) No, I love that book though. So I I felt like that was such a great ending to that series. And it's funny because Leo, like throughout the, like, as I'm writing the first three books, Zeke was so clear to me. Clay was so clear to me. Holden was the clearest of them all. Like I knew Mm -hmm. Holden before I even started writing book one, but Leo all this time is just kind of this funny guy on the sideline, right? Like he's kind of the punchline. And so when I got to him, I was, I was nervous. Like, okay, what am I going to do with Leo? What's his story? How do I dig into this more? And once Mary showed up again, like she just stole the spotlight for me. She told the story and Leo just kind of like filled in around her. It's like she was the sun and he was orbiting. Right. Yes. And I, I, I loved the tension in that. I love anything with forced proximity. Like anytime I can write a situation where they have no way to escape each other, I live for that shit. Yeah. I'm like, let's put them together. Like roommates. (laughs) I love the roommates trope. Yeah. It's so good. Okay, so you are so good at writing angst. And you even talk about this in your bio. We talked a little bit about it. But why is that something that's important for you to include in your novels? Oh my God. I, that's a great question. I think it's just something I've always responded to. Like when I think about movies that I love, they are the angsty, tortured, raw, like kind of toxic situations that I, I'm just obsessed with. Um, and it's interesting because I think when I was younger, I wrote these types of stories because I was living them. Like I was mm-hmm. living those tumultuous emotions. I was addicted to that feeling. So if I, you know, wanted to work it out, like work out what was happening in real life through some sort of energy source, it just made sense to sit down and write and be like, how do I get this stomach churning feeling onto a page with fake mm-hmm. characters, you know, and make them mm-hmm. believable and real? And now I think the reason I love it so much is because I'm in this healthy, lovely, wonderful marriage. And it's still fun to like think about those butterflies of being close to someone and not being able to touch them for whatever reason, or um, that feeling of like, I really like them, or I think I like them, but I don't know if they like me back, whatever. And so I think there's a little bit of escapism now, whereas it Mm -hmm. used to be almost like a way to channel the energy. 
Yeah. Well, and I think there's some too why like like I have a lot of friends who are like moms or like have been married for a long time, and I think one reason we all like love reading books like this is for that reason. Like we're obviously all in like very well adjusted, happy relationships, and so it's kind of fun <laughs> for that like escapism to read like about two 20 year olds that like clearly are both in love with each other, but, like can't quite figure it out yet. Um, Cause yeah. they don't have, you know, the fully developed frontal lobe. Um, and yeah. just, like trying to there. get there. It's just yeah. not there. Well, um, and it, and it's a little nostalgic, right? Because everybody mm-hmm. loves that feeling of falling in love, but that's such a specific feeling. Like, don't get me wrong. I fall in love with Jack more and more every day. When he does the dishes, I fall a little harder. <laughs> the dishes, you know what I mean? nice. but, but it's different from when you don't know them yet. That excitement of like, oh my God, I want to know everything about you. I want to like touch you all the time. I want to just be like, I want to be consumed by everything that you are. And you are the only thing I'm thinking about. Um, cause as you are in a relationship for a long time, things shift as they should, because yeah. I wouldn't want to live in that obsessive crazy for that no. person. Uh-huh. Mindset all the time. Like, I got shit to do. I got books to yeah. write. You're like, I can't be there all the time. And there's just these moments too, like in, cause I'm currently reading meet your match. And so there's just moments where like they're in this tension and I like it hurts to read like it hurts to read some of the things that they do to each other and and I'm like oh but it's but it is it's that like for us it's that nostalgic feeling of like okay I remember feeling this way um but it's Mm. like oh oh just like figure it out. Oh my gosh. Dude, one of the like, so a a theme in sort of the lower star reviews for Meet Your Match is people being upset with Maven, right? They, they don't, they feel like it takes her too long to get over her ex or like, they feel like she is sort of like too hard on Vince. And I'm like, you know, I am so happy for those of you who can write this because that just tells me that you've never been like that kind of heartbroken before. Yeah, You've never had... Like when you have someone who you think is your everything and you're planning your whole future with them and you're like, I'm going to marry this person and have their babies and we're going to live in a house and grow old together. And you believe it with like you, there's zero doubt. You're just like, that is what's going to happen. And then they change their mind. It makes you second guess everything. Like you can never just like knowingly like jump into a situation like that again, because that if another person says, I love you and I want to spend my life with you, you're like, sure. Sure. (laughs) I've heard this story before. That was not, literally not what I was thinking. Like I am more mad at Vince than I am at Maven because I, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, you need to be patient with her. Like, you know, been that girl who like quite literally had somebody completely change their mind at one point in my earlier twenties early 20s earlier as if I'm still there I'm 39 um (laughs) some point 15 years ago like it does it makes you feel like you can't trust somebody and I mean it's very realistic and like you don't just like jump head over feet into another situation like that like you have to like ease your way into the water and um, well and what I love about Vince is he's like He's playing these games with Maven because he feels like it's the only way to reach her, which I feel like, again, that's a specific feeling that most of us have been through, usually when we're younger, like high school or college, where we're like, okay, well, I know he likes me, but he's not admitting it. So I'm going to go flirt with his best friend right in front of him and see if I can get a reaction of him. I mean, Vince is like- Never done that. (laughs) I would never have those kind of balls. 
to do that. Oh, I want like, with a all right, stranger. Let's go, bitches. Flirt with a stranger, yes, but like a best friend, like I. <laughs> I wish I had. Candy. It's, it's, it's you and I. It's the Libra Scorpio, Libra Scorpio. <laughs> Uh, the Aries uh, in us, Kajan. where we're like, yeah, we're like, oh yeah, will you want to play? Like, I'll play. I will like, play this I'll, game. Let me let me get my gloves on. My husband listens and to the that... podcast. He's gonna be like, yep. Yes. <laughs> so so Katie... it's so funny because then now I'm like I'm with Jack and he is literally like he would never play those games. If I would have met him in high school and I would have I would have fallen for him then too. If I would have tried to play these games, he literally would have been like. No, and I think that's why we this. love our husbands, right? Because, because yes, it's because I would try to do those things with him, and he'd be like, "No, that's not what yeah, we're Andrew doing here." Yeah, Andrew was not a game player. I was one of those people that, like, when Andrew and I first started dating, especially because, like, I had done this with previous boyfriends, so, like, I would get mad and be like, "I'm gonna leave," and he's like, "Not the guy who follows you." He's like, "Then leave." Yes, he's <laughs> like, "Bye." Like, <laughs> like, "I'm not doing this. I'm not doing he's this." Like, like, I'm not. Like, yes. Fine, I'll stay and talk to you then. Um, so my husband and I still to this day have not fought. Sorry. We we like have never had a fight because we, we just like, we just talk to each other. It's crazy to me. We are not that healthy. Oh, my husband doesn't argue. Like he doesn't, he's like, he's like the worst person. That is so lovely for you guys. He's like, I'll try. And he's just like too communicative and it's almost, he's too communicative. Like he's just yeah, like, no, don't that fight. doesn't happen. He's there. just like, this is how I feel, and this is why. And I'm like, Fine. yeah, that's what our fights are. It's like one of us will be uncomfortable or upset, and we'll be like, hey, I need to talk to you. This upset me. And then the other, per- like, instead of it being a fight, the other person just goes, yeah, I hear you. I understand. I'm sorry, I did that. It's wild, right? Wow, it's crazy. The first couple times this happened, I was like, "Wait, did you just say I was right?" And he was like, "Yeah, you're like you have a valid point. Like, I, I didn't, you know, I can see how you felt that way. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it that way. And like, let's move forward." And I'm like, "Oh, I feel so hurt. What is that? that? Is so lovely. That is so lovely for you. Okay, so <laughs> I'm like, I can't talk about that anymore. Um, <laughs> how did you decide to move into hockey romance? Oh man. Uh, well, okay. So football very clearly is my first love. I love football romance. Um, I grew up on football. I was born and raised in Oklahoma. And so we're like, both football people for sure. Yes. Football girlies. So that was yeah. really easy for me to write. And, and, and I love writing college romance. So I was like, I'm going to take sports, college, mush it together. But when it came to hockey, I have been a Tampa Bay Lightning fan since I moved to Tampa um, and really became like more interested in the sport in the last like six or seven years. Um, And so I remember being at a game and I just, for some reason, my writer brain clicked on and I was looking out like, man, I could totally write like a hockey professional romance. And I put it on my story on Instagram. and was like, "Mm, like inspirations brewing, like thinking about a hockey romance. And the response I got is single-handedly why I like pursued it because it was the more messages than I'd ever gotten on even like a cover reveal day. It was just, it blew my mind. And everyone was like, please do a hockey romance. Please do a hockey romance. People love the hockey romances. They love the hockey romances. Rachel and I talk all the time. We know nothing about hockey. And no, I cannot explain at all why I love hockey romances as much as I do. There's like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I'm just into it. It's so great. It's so great. Um, and, and I think that's the thing, right? Is it's just something magical about it. Um, so I actually have never read a hockey romance and I did this on purpose mm-hmm. because I knew I was going to want to write 
hockey romance. And so I didn't want to be influenced even like accidentally by like a trope I loved or a situation I loved or a character I loved. So I have not read any hockey romances. Okay. With one exception, I did read Powerless by Elsie Silver, but that's more like cowboy romance to me yeah, than sports, I you know. consider that yeah. a hockey romance. I understand no. that he is a hockey player. Player, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not a hockey yeah. romance. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but that's like as close as I got. Um, but so I, I was, I think, writing Quarterback Sneak when I first got the idea for this series. Um, and it just started blooming. So even as I'm writing Holden, as I'm writing uh, Leo, I just, I, I hear all these voices in my head. I'm seeing these characters play out. And so a big part of my writing process is that usually for months, I'm just like making notes in my phone and it'll be like random dialogue, characters, scene, like this, what if this person does that? What if this trope is here? And then when I sit down with it, it's kind of like piecing through everything and figuring out what I want to keep, what I don't, um, and what's jumping out to me. So by the time I finished writing Leo, not that I didn't love the Red Zone Rivals, obviously, but I was like hyped up and ready to jump into hockey romance. And Mm -hmm. so I set up a, an interview with one of my readers and her husband who is a professional hockey player. And I thought we were going to talk for like 45 minutes and we ended up talking for three hours. And by the end of it, I had like, yeah. And so that's how really the series was born and the idea for all of it. That's crazy. Um, Okay. I want to be friends with this person whose husband, she's like living, she's living the the romance girly dream. So do you think you would, do you think in the future you would kind of transition into any other sports like baseball romance or basketball or have you kind of thought about doing any of those? Yeah, I could totally see myself doing all kinds of things. I mean, I think uh, baseball would be easy. I played softball for a long time. So I, I understand the game relatively well. And obviously that's a hot sport too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know it sounds weird, but I really think writing a golf romance would be fun. Listen, like, I kind of was wondering with the ex-boyfriend who's the golfer. I'm like, I wonder yes. if there's ever going to be a golf romance. I would love to read a golf yes. romance. I kind of feel like that would be fun. And I don't really feel like that niche is very tapped out there. No. I agree. And golfers can be very attractive. Like I think totally. like they don't get the, they don't get the reputation for being like super built, but they are all like pretty good looking. They're yeah. rich. <laughs> They're yeah. fun. They make so like, much they like to party. Stupid. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm about that. Um, okay. So we are going to have, and uh, by the time this episode has aired, we will have already read it together with our podcast, but Meet Your Match is our fall podcast book club book. And so yeah. we are super pumped about it. So talk, I know you we talked about how it you- overwhelmingly We won. did. It overwhelmingly <gasps> won our vote on our Instagram. Oh my gosh. So everybody's oh, super I excited to read it. it but was what like 88% like, to like- Yeah. Other, to like I think we had like two, two and options and it 12. was like- so, yeah. Oh my what, gosh. Was, awesome. Were there anything, any specific people or things that just invi- inspired Vince and Maven? What kind of, what, what made you want ah. to have them tick the way that they tick? Oh my gosh. That is a great question. Um, I think for me, Meet Your Match came to me as a vibe first. Like I knew with book one, I was like, I want to have fun with it. I want it to mm-hmm. be sexy. I wanted to have Very that sort sexy. of like, <laughs> Thank you. Very sexy. Um, that was like what I, I was so proud of the smut scenes. Like, and when I walked away from that book, I walked away and I was like, 
I did it. My job here is done. <laughs> yeah. So. It's one of those, you know how there's always those like memes of people who are like, I'm listening to my smut in public and like, this is my face. Like that was me last night on the couch. I'm like reading on the couch and I'm like, <laughs> but I act normal, act normal. <laughs> yes. We need to take a screenshot of that face and post it with this episode. So everyone can yeah. see the face you're making. I well, love you've it. Done that. The you've biggest. done the like recordings of you finishing a book before. I know. I need to go. I should. I, if I had known, I need to. I need like a. This is the chapter where your eyes are going to be bulging out of your head, and that's one you should record. Start recording here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Okay. Are there any tropes that you have haven't written that you want to write? Oh my gosh, so many. Um, I feel like one that I used to. Uh, well, I really want to do a why choose just because I think that would be so fun. Neely <laughs> um, is scared of the why choose, but I'm all. I'm a little. I'm oh nervous. my goodness. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be fun, and I I used to really like not be a fan of, um, like secret baby or accidental pregnancy, but now I feel a little bit of curiosity about them and I kind of feel a pull to them. And I think this is just part of the cycle, right? Like the longer that you're reading romance, the less you can say, no, I can't do that. Like at yes. some point we just open up all the doors and we're yeah. like, like, yeah, okay. I'll, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, I I'll try that once. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Um, I think I'll try reading it once. Because I'm not a big fan of the accidental pregnancy or the baby. Like, I don't usually like those. But I feel like when they're done really well. Like, did you read Reckless? Yes, I loved Reckless. Like, that was done really well. And I don't think I would have loved that otherwise. Like, I didn't even really want to read that book. We've talked about this because I was like, I don't want to read Winter. Um, But that was done so well. I know. I yeah, and I love so winter. Justice for winter. I know. Justice she had a great winter. redemption arc. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, what has been your favorite part about the writing or romance community? Oh my gosh. I feel like every time you ask me a question, I'm like, oh my gosh, but that's really <laughs> what my brain is thinking. Um, these are great questions. Uh, I love so much about this community. I think what I what I love about the readers is the fact that we're also feral for something that's made by women for women. And we like mm-hmm. are like, we're spending our money supporting each other. Like authors are buying subscription boxes and book swag and hiring artists and hiring content creators and just like giving back to the girls who love to create for books. And authors are giving to other authors in that way. And readers obviously are giving to authors in like every way imaginable, like eBooks and audiobooks and special editions, like four different copies of the same book on your shelf, you know? Um, And I think that's so, I don't know. I think that's really incredible to see women supporting women like that in like every facet possible. Well, and I think we're in an era too where women are becoming less and less ashamed of the books that they read and less and less um, closed off about it. Like, I feel like if you look at um, previous generations, like smut, if you will, And it was very much like hidden in like corners of bookstores or like you would read it like specifically just like at home with no one around you. And I feel like we're just not like that's just not what this is anymore. And it's like very outward and very much like something that's talked about. And I love that, too, because I feel like 
like men aren't ashamed of their porn that's like degrading and terrible. Why should women be ashamed to read very what does Rachel say on friends? Like there's nothing wrong with a little erotica. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um with the vicar. Um, but with the vicar, Andrew and the altar boy, Andrew picked up my Kindle. So Andrew picked up my Kindle the other night. I was like getting ready for bed and he like hadn't unlocked it, but he's like jokingly like trying to read something. And he's like with her full bosom and just like, I'm like, Andrew, like that is not what my book says. Like, stop. Making fun of me. But sometimes it is. Sometimes, sometimes it is. What it is but I would never, I would never read that. <laughs> I would never. I don't do anything like that. Okay. Any advice for aspiring authors? I have so much advice. Um, I always give two <laughs> like different answers advice. though. I'm like, like I could give you the technical stuff of, you know, to self-publish or to traditionally publish and when to start thinking about marketing and yada, yada, yada. But I think the best advice and the advice that I lean on for myself when things get hard is to get out from behind your keyboard and just go live your life a little bit. Um, there's nothing more inspiring and nothing that will make you want to sit down and write, like taking a new way to work or traveling to a new place or talking to someone you've never talked to before. Like try going somewhere and leave your phone at home. That is an experiment that will really just make you think and like force you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, Anyway, and I just, I think that's the kind of stuff that leads to really lovely writing where you don't get stuck on the like, will this sell or will a publisher buy it? Or if I self-publish it, will I be able to pay my bills? Like when you can silence all that, I think magic happens and you can create things that you're so proud of. Um, So that's definitely my first piece of advice. I love that. I love it. All right. So the last question we always ask is, what is a have-to-read book that you always recommend to people? Wow. I think The Air He Breathes by Brittany Cherry is like my top book that I recommend to everybody just in, in the in the sense of like the best romance book you can possibly read. Um, but I wow. also have an – yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And she's also a wonderful person. Not me um, adding it to my Amazon. Yeah. It is so good. <laughs> it like, is so good. I don't even good. need to know anything about it. She just said it was the best romance <laughs> book. The Air He Breathes yes. with Cherry. Found it. Yes. Yes. Um, and then just for my angst girlies, you have to read Thoughtless by S.C. Stevens because in my opinion, S.C. Stevens paved the way for like what a good love triangle angst fest can be. Mm. So if you can stomach a love triangle, then you got to do Thoughtless. I, don't like I struggle with triangle. love triangle. Rachel cringes. Uh, I don't like a love triangle when it's done well. It's mm-hmm. the really like, I like hard watching to read. a love triangle. Like, give me some Jacob yeah. and Edward. Give me some uh, Damon, Salvatore, and uh, Stefan. Yeah, Summer I Turn Pretty Vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Exactly. I can watch it. Oh, this is not on here, but I'm just curious. Are you Team Conrad or Team Jeremiah? I'm not I'm not caught up, so don't spoil. Okay. I won't spoil. I will say, after I watched the first season, I immediately went and read all the books. And mm. in the books, I am Team Conrad. In the movies, I'm Team Jeremiah right now. <laughs> if okay. I had only watched the movies, 
I feel like that's the really show, common though. I feel like that's really common. And I do feel like it's one of those situations where you go back and forth. It's not like Dawson and Pacey where you're like, how is this a com- conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're true. team Dawson, like I don't understand your. Right? Oh, I don't get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just no. But you know what I mean? Like, like that is one of those things where like, I definitely feel like there's some push and pull with Conrad and Jeremiah and you can like, like that's a love yeah. triangle done well to me i love them both yeah. honestly i love them both like i i love them both for belly i love them both the you know as conrad by themselves like on it's like not but, fair to be that pretty it's just it not, not fair. there no i i i don't even know he's probably far too young for me to be thinking this but his lips like what mm. i could oh they're great i love them. i'm gonna see yeah. how old he is so we can feel real yeah awesome. i need to know yeah. i'm like is this creepy to say i Are hope he's like to say 22 this? 23 at least yeah surely he's surely. 14 no i'm kidding um no. he <laughs> i was like is. oh god <laughs> he's 25 okay okay okay, okay. totally totally impressed it's okay, totally well, in, in the same vein, uh, we have a rapid is, fire, this or that. Twenty three. Okay, so it's fine. It's twenty. Okay. I'm gonna okay. let you so start the rapid fire because I like to do my own question. Okay. Okay. You ready? Rapid fire. So is this like is this like quick answer? And don't elaborate. Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 Ready? Hockey or football? Football. Okay. Okay. Pole dancing or hiking? Hiking. Wow. Okay. Old fashioned or whiskey sour? Old fashioned. All right. Pick your praise. Good girl or look at me. Look at me. See, you did it. I know everybody always picks look at me. Neely wants it to be wants everybody to be a good girl, but we're all we're all a look at me. I would quite literally though, if Andrew said good girl to me, be like, what are you doing? (laughs) you don't have that relationship with him right now like you know like married you know yeah you're like i know i'm a good girl like shut up and just keep keep doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah just fill my water bottle um that's not that's not where i was going with that but sure (laughs) yeah fill my water bottle (laughs) wink 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 yes (laughs) Fill yeah. my water bottle completely up. <laughs> completely. We'll never look at a water bottle the same yeah. again. Water bottles have been Oh ruined. my gosh. I am okay. So Neely, do you want to read? <laughs> I'll, read our, I'll read our review no, of the week while Neely recovers. Okay. I can do it. Okay. All right. So our review of the week. And if this is you, please DM us and claim your happy meal. But it says, I started listening to your podcast a few days ago and have not been able to stop. Yep smiley face we love that thank you so much oh happy yeah yeah so dms if that's you we'll send you some happy mail and then candy now it's time for us to whore ourselves out so where can people find you oh my gosh i'm everywhere wherever you want to be baby um no i (laughs) i instagram is probably my favorite place to hang out so i'm on there um i'm on tiktok threads uh my newsletter is a great place to get like more insider information so if you i don't know want to hang out and be besties and find the bestie application the newsletter is the best newsletter it's in the newsletter it's in the newsletter yeah subscribe and you can find our podcast on instagram and threads we haven't posted on threads in a while but we're on threads at we'll smut there. show podcast we will get yeah uh we're at smut show podcast and then obviously uh, you can listen to us uh wherever you're listening right now well, um, in our Facebook and then group you can, and our patreon 
all our the Facebook things. group. Thank you, Neely. I'm like, I don't even know where we are anymore. We have a Facebook group. We do have a Patreon. We are about to record an exclusive bonus episode with Candy. So if you want to hear more of Candy Steiner, join our Patreon. And uh, you can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M. Lewis. And you can find me everywhere at Neelykins, except on TikTok where I'm Neely Moldvian. So anyway. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, All right. Well, thank Thanks, you, Candy. Candy, so much. Thank you. And we All will right, talk bye, to you guys, guys soon. Bye.